Welcome to the Niche Enrollment Insights Podcast. In this podcast, our goal is to focus less on the promise of best practices and instead look for the processes and questions that spark internal reflection and lead to novel solutions tailored to your institution. I'm Will Patch, Senior Enrollment Insights Leader for Higher Ed at Niche. My guest today is Erasmo Fuentes, Director of Admissions at Whittier College. After graduating from Whittier, Erasmo spent two years in Whittier's Office of Admissions before taking on roles at the University of Laverne as a counselor, event coordinator, project manager, athletics liaison before ultimately becoming their director of admissions. In early 2020, Erasmo returned to his alma mater to take on his current role. Today, we're talking about some of the interesting ways that Whittier is connecting with the community and region and how more colleges can, and I would argue should, be doing the same. Welcome. Thanks for making time to chat today. Thank you very much. Good morning. I'm going to start off here with two questions that I ask everybody. What's something that you tried that didn't work and what did you learn from that? Thank you very much for uh, having me this morning, Will. You know, I feel like there's been several things, several initiatives that I've tried throughout my career that mm-hmm. haven't, perhaps maybe did not provide the, the results that I was envisioning. And I really couldn't think of a specific example. But one of the things that I've come to learn is that I think that with growth, with any type of development, there's always that opportunity for, I guess, for, for defeat or for, or for failure. And oftentimes, you know, a, a lot of individuals tend to kind of like shy away about talking about, you know, their, their shortcomings or their defeats. But I, for one, tend to believe that, hey, you know, like perhaps maybe this did not work out the way I thought it was going to work out. What did I learn from it? How can I go ahead and, and modify it and, and try a different approach? So, you know, I really couldn't think of a specific example, but I know that I've encountered multiple different valuable lessons along the way that where I felt, okay, it did not work out, but I'm going to keep on trying, tweaking it a little bit until I reach that particular result that I'm looking for. Okay. And I think one of the challenging things when you're talking about student programs or events, things like that, you can have something that you consider a failure because it didn't do what you wanted it to do, right? Yeah. But if it helped some students, I'd say it's still a success, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think as long as we're reaching students, parents, counselors, community yeah. partners, I think we're, we're doing good work. Well, second up, what are some practices that you use to brainstorm and bring new ideas into your work? I, for one, I enjoy brainstorming sessions with, with my colleagues. It's, it's one of those things that we try to do uh, you know, multiple times throughout the year, depending upon the season that we're we're in, right? Obviously, in the summertime, we're as we're sitting down, kind of remapping the map and looking at different territories that we may be tackling. I always like to start our sessions with, okay, what's the end goal here? You know, what are we trying to achieve? Yeah. From there, we kind of just move backwards and kind of create an outline. Okay. This is going to be a benchmark that's going to help us to get to this point. Okay, so who are the individuals that are going to be involved in this particular project that are going to help us get into this particular uh, mode in order to succeed? So kind of just outlining the overall structure of the vision that, that we have in mind for this particular project or for a particular goal has kind of helped us develop some pretty cool strategies along the way. And again, I always enjoy working with all of my colleagues from you know our, our entry-level ones to our, our seasoned veterans. It's always fun to just bounce ideas. And I think oftentimes what's even more rewarding is knowing that we all kind of, you know, perhaps share a similar vision or have a very particular, you know, value in mind that we want to achieve. I think those particular ideas are always worthwhile. When you're looking at new programs, new ideas, are you looking at other colleges within sort of the L.A. metro area for examples of what works? Are you looking for other large metro areas or are you just... Hey, you know, if it works in rural Wyoming, maybe it'll work here too. 
No, we're we're looking at we're looking at everything. I think at this okay. moment in time, it's definitely a, a very interesting chapter, right, in the history of American higher ed, where yep. um, a lot of things are changing. So Whittier, for example, you know, we're located in between two major metropolitan areas. We have Los Angeles right around the corner, and then there's Orange County as well. At the same time, if things are not working out the way that we think they should be working out. You know, we're paying attention to what's going on in, in Northern California. We're paying attention to what's going on in the Pacific Northwest just to ensure that we're not missing a beat just because, you know, we acknowledge the fact that this game is changing day by day. I, I feel like there's been more change in the sentiment around education over the past couple of years than there has been at, at other times in, in my career. And you have to keep evolving of, you know, hey, this area is getting very hostile towards higher ed in general. Maybe we need to branch out a little. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, one of the things that kind of caught my eye and I wanted to talk more about, Whittier has these very strong regional connections. You know, how are you balancing that focus with drawing interest nationally, internationally in terms of prioritizing the resources and the programs? You know, when it comes to recruitment, you know, we treat all of our students the same way. You know, for us, it, it doesn't matter if someone's coming down from two miles down the road or from, you know, 25,000 miles, you know, across the world. We want to ensure that if a student is thinking about Whittier College, that we then provide them the Whittier College experience from the minute they think about Whittier, they apply, they go through the funnel. We want to ensure that we're, we're giving them all Granted, you know, for those local students, you know, the benefit of them, you know, hopping on their car and just driving down the, the highway to visit us, it's much easier versus someone that's coming from the Pacific Northwest, the Midwest, or from, you know, the various parts of Asia where currently we're conducting recruitment. Needless to say, you know, we want to ensure that if anyone thinks about what you they have us on their list, we want to make sure that we're connecting with them as much as possible, giving them the information that they need so that they can then move forward, you know, knowing, okay, great, I am making a great decision by following through with, with Whittier College. Do you have different types of communication flows or different types of programming or materials that you would send someone in LA versus Orange County versus Northern California versus here in Indiana? Or how, are, how are you customizing the outreach process? Yeah. You know, oftentimes with our out-of-state students, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, given the fact that we are located in between Los Angeles and Orange County, you know, we want to be able to to market that appeal to to our out-of-state students, our out-of-area students. Um, you know, we know for a fact that Los Angeles and Orange County are huge, huge areas that provide tons of different recreational attractions. There's op different opportunities for professional development. So, you know, we want to be able to provide that level of information to our students that perhaps we may not be too familiar with the LAOC area. So for our out-of-state area kids, for our you know, our international students, you know, we are bombarding them with that kind of level of information. Now, for someone that's coming to us from like a, a, you know, a five mile radius, a 10 mile radius, we don't need to perhaps spend so much time you know, informing them on all the different attractions or the different opportunities that Los Angeles and Orange County provides. So for those type of students, you know, we're focusing a bit more on, you know, on-campus opportunities or on-campus mm -hmm. events, just because it's a, a bit easier for those individuals, like I mentioned earlier, to, you know, hop on their cars and then drive down to Whittier's campus for a particular program. So, it, you know, those are the, the kind of approaches that we're taking at this current moment in time. Do you have custom videos or custom pieces like that that you would say, hey, this really speaks to students in this region and we're, we're doing work that way? 
you know what, you know, because of the pandemic for these last two years, you know, with you know, our campus kind of coming to a, a bit of a pause in terms of hosting students, we pretty much have tailored um, all of our videos to, to all of our students, given the fact that we're just now slowly but surely reopening our campus to, to visitors. You know, these past two years, we invested um, a series of, uh, of videos and all sorts of publications for, for all of our students, given the fact that even our local students didn't have the opportunity to, to visit us, we went ahead and just provided you know, everyone pretty much the same type of information, the same type of, of visual uh, and audio opportunities to, to learn more about Whittier. But now that we're, again, I guess, slowly exiting the, the pandemic era, um, you know, we're going to have to kind of reshift it once again how we're going to be attracting our local students versus how we're going to be attracting our, you know, our out-of-area students. Yeah, it's a, it's been a constant retooling uh, the past <laughs> couple of years. Oh, yeah. So one of the one of the programs I think that might catch people's attention would be something that we want to kind of build on. What can you tell me about the Future Poet program and how that came to be? Yeah, so with you know with the Future Poet program, you know, again in, in a brainstorming session, we thought, okay, what are we going to do to remain relevant on our students' radars? You know, it's been almost two whole years since we've had the opportunity to conduct, you know, the traditional type of recruitment that we're all accustomed to. We haven't visited schools in a very long time. We really haven't done college fairs. So we were thinking, okay, what can we do to ensure that we remain relevant on our our students' list? And, you know, one of the easiest things that came to mind was creating, or I should say perhaps maybe not so much creating, but formalizing partnerships with a lot of our local feeder districts. So we mm-hmm. went to the drawing board and we you know, ran a bunch of different reports and we sort of tried our very best to identify school districts, independent schools where we know we've had um, a pretty good connection throughout these past couple of years. And we quickly just drafted, okay, what can we provide these particular institutions, these particular districts in terms of an agreement that will help us not only to continue to promote um, the Whittier to, to their students, but at the same time provide some sort of a partnership where they can go ahead and rely on our expertise in order to ensure that we continue to create that college-going uh, culture. So that's how the Future Poet Proms came, came about. We identify some districts. We say, hey, you know, these are some pretty cool opportunities that we have that we can provide you as partners. And at this moment in time, we are sort of in the, in the initial stage of us launching this particular program. Um, currently, there's um, maybe two or three different districts in a couple of independent schools that we're working with or sort of piloting this particular program. But we hope that as we sort of exit the pandemic era and are able to continue to you know, go back to our traditional recruitment work, that we can formalize these connections with multiple different schools and districts, not only in the immediate area, but throughout the areas that we've conducted uh, recruitment with in the past. Okay. And when you pilot this with a school, are there, here's the types of programming and outreach that students get, here's what the counselors get, are there other pieces that others in the school might receive? Yes. So, you know, along with what we are promising students, so kind of just walking through it, you know, if a student from an identified uh, institution or or school district has a minimum of a 3.0 GPA, um, meets our academic requirements, they're almost guaranteed admissions to to Whittier. And in addition to that, we're also guaranteeing a minimum of a $20,000 scholarship that's renewable year over year. So that's sort of like the, I guess, the, you know, the marketing component that's going to be attractive to students. But what we are offering 
counselors and teachers, it's sort of like um, a series of workshops. Um, I know that oftentimes, you know, counselors and teachers are you know, bombarded with different things that they have to worry about in terms of keeping the day-to-day afloat. What we want to do is come into the schools, come into the districts and say, hey, you don't have to worry about creating a lesson plan on understanding the college admission process. We are admission counselors. We have financial aid counselors. Why don't you let us assist you in uh, us having and us conducting a, a common application workshop and us conducting a FAFSA workshop. So we want to be able to provide that partnership to our local counselors, to our partner teachers, to ensure that, you know, again, that we are reinforcing that college going culture with the, the, you know, the areas that we've identified thus far. Yeah. And I love it because you're taking burden off of the teachers, off of the counselors who I, I don't know what your, your counselor student ratios are at a lot of these schools, but at a lot of schools, it's just unmanageable. This is something that we keep hearing when we interview students and we do our surveys and research that students are so concerned about, will I get in, even though most colleges admit most students, right? Colleges, most colleges are not trying to find reasons to exclude students, but there's still all these barriers they perceive, right? And so you're taking these down and you're making less stress for them. And that's got to, that's got to be sort of further ingratiating yourself, right? No, definitely. We, we know, again, all of us here in, in the enrollment division, you know, we all have stories of students that we've connected with in the past. Some of them have ended up coming to Whittier, others have gone to other institutions, but it, it always feels pretty cool, for lack of better words, knowing that, hey, we assisted this particular student to get to his or to her particular institution. And again, for us, you know, we would love for every single student to come to Whittier College, right? I, I, I truly believe that this is a great place. But what we are intending on doing with these particular partnerships, like you mentioned, alleviating that burden from, from our teachers, from our counselors, just because we know that they're they're overworked. Oftentimes the ratios, like you, men- you mentioned, are, are, are huge. So we want to be able to, to assist as partners to ensure that, hey, that we can go ahead and continue to, and I keep on saying, reinforcing that college-going culture. What's the initial reaction been from students and counselors? With the few schools that were piloting this program, it's been like, yes, can you come tomorrow kind of a deal, <laughs> right? Um, so they, it, they, they've been very, very happy. They've been very excited about, about the partnership. Um, currently, we are partnering with a local school district just here in the East Los Angeles area. And we're also partnering with uh, an independent high school in the San Gabriel area, San Gabriel Valley area, two areas which are very, very close to where Whittier College is located. And they've welcomed us with with arms wide open. You know, they, they're exhausted just like we are. You know, they're slowly returning to their day-to-day routine after two years of, you know, of, uh, of the pandemic hiatus or whatever you want to call it. So again, w- we are there with them. We're, we're rolling up the sleeves and, and we're working with their students. I'm glad this is working. I, I'm hoping more colleges take this on. What, and I guess actually I should, I realized this as I was going, this is not just a program for English majors and those who are studying creative writing. The Future Poet program refers to the Whittier College Poets, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that is our, our, our mascot. We are yep. the poets. So it, yeah, it's not for... <laughs> I realized after saying it that some people might not know that. And so... <laughs> Very true. Yes. Yep. So you, you recently started another program designed at serving community college students. Could you tell me more about that and the response you're seeing there? Yeah. So we so about a year ago, we started the California Community College Advantage program. This particular program is specifically for students that are community college students here in the state of California. 
And, you know, very, very similar to the Future Poet Promise Program, it's also a program where we are guaranteeing admissions to individuals that meet our admission criteria, but sort of like, I guess, uh, the additional perk about California Community College Program is the fact that um, as long as you have a 3.0 GPA, as long as you're working on uh, transferable courses, you know, some non-elective type courses, you will be guaranteed a $28,000 tuition. So basically, it's giving our, our California Community College students a specific tuition discount. And the, the reason behind that is because, you know, one of the things that, that we've learned after, you know, working with local community college students is that there is oftentimes a misconception about independent colleges, private institutions. And one of the yeah. misconceptions that comes up right away, which I'm sure you probably hear this all the time, is like, well, I can't afford this tuition, you know, I'm, so therefore I'm not going to apply. And we hear that all the time. And we continue to hear that. So, you know, financial literacy for us is, is very, very important. Um, we try to have these conversations with students, with parents, with counselors, with, with anyone that we encounter to ensure that the, that misconception about not only Whittier, but just independent schools in general kind of, you know, slowly goes away so students can understand that, hey, there are different resources of m- making this possible. But what we decided to do to better service our California community college students is to just automatically give them a special tuition discount where, you know, they don't have to worry about, you know, the, the specific t- sticker price that Whittier's tuition is all about. So we're giving mm-hmm. them a, 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 you know, a $28,000 uh, tuition. If they have higher than a 3.5 GPA, they can then also uh, count on a, uh, an additional $5,000 scholarship. So that automatically brings you down to $23,000 per year. If you are, you know, Pell eligible or here in the state of California, if you're Cal eligible via FAFSA, you know, there's almost an, an additional $7,000 that, that you may be eligible for. So that automatically that brings tuition down to almost $21,000 per year. Again, so this is something that we're trying to create, something that we want to ensure that um, you know every single California Community College student hears about just because we definitely do believe that you know, removing that particular financial barrier from our transfer students is going to incentivize them to look into a private institution like Whittier College. Yeah, and that's fantastic. But again, you're just taking that barrier out of, am I able to even go on? Now, is that for just people with an associates or is that any community college transfer? Someone that has completed a minimum of 30 transferable units. So it could very be easily be someone that's in, you know, a second semester of their second year at, at a local mm-hmm. community college can very easily have already completed 30 transferable units. We don't need an associate's degree, but if they mm-hmm. have one, great. But as long as they have 30 transferable units here in the state of California, we have the, the IGETSI, which is a series of courses that are, have been identified as transferable courses. So as long as they've taken courses off of that particular list, we're in good standing. Yeah. And that's something that I see so often from when I was working with students directly that they, you know, there are these students who weren't quite ready. Maybe they had some hesitations, other things in life, and they needed to start a community college. Yep. There's always that, okay, I don't know this process now because I had my, my guidance counselor, my school counselor helping me along the way in high school. I don't know. How do I, how do I make that happen? You're just saying, Hey, don't worry about it. You focus on the grades. We've got a home for you. Right. Exactly. That's that's what we're trying yeah. to achieve here. Yeah, I love it. When you're building these types of programs and when you're discussing them, where do you start and who's involved? Is this something that starts with you identify a roadblock? How do we remove it? Or is it we have these enrollment goals, we need a program that helps meet them? Or is it talking to students and hearing from them on what they need to make their process better? 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a combination of all the things that you just listed, right? We we definitely, we've kept an ear on the ground when it comes to ensuring that we're hearing how we can improve what we do with, with our students, looking for better ways to improve the, the type of service, the type of options that we provide our students. So, you know, we're, we're paying attention to our students, but at the same time, we're also paying attention to our institutional goals, our enrollment goals. So we're constantly in collaboration with you know, not only the Office of the President here on campus, but we're working very, very closely with, with faculty. We're working very closely with multiple different professionals in the Office of Student Life, just because you know we want to make sure that we're bringing individuals onto campus that we know are going to succeed, that we know are going to contribute to the overall community here at, at Whittier. It's a constant collaboration between multiple different offices. Um, you know, we work obviously very, very closely with our vice president for enrollment um, mm-hmm. here at Whittier. We are working very closely with our directors of financial aid. We're working very closely with, with, with the dean of students, with everyone in order for us to ensure that okay, this particular plan will work and then we can go ahead and, and launch it forward. Okay. Do you have sort of these people in the community, the counselors, the CBOs that you go to and kind of bounce these ideas and work with them along the way too? Absolutely. You know, we were very fortunate to have a, a pretty strong network of not only local counselors, but also counselors from like out of the area that were constantly bouncing ideas from. You know, this year we were in the process of starting a um, an advisory board of local counselors, um, and we're hoping to bring them onto campus in the upcoming couple of months just to kind of hear more about what they think we should be doing. You know, it, you know one thing is us knowing, okay, we think this is going to work. But at the same time, you know, I think our counselors and various representatives of different CBOs, they're the ones that are working more directly with students. So if we have an idea and if they say, hey, perhaps maybe you may want to try it slightly different, obviously we're going to take their word of advice and, you know, and modify whatever plan we have just because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are there selling our brand, working more directly with students. So absolutely. Great. And I love that, that it is a bi-directional conversation. It's not just you passing information on for them to advocate for you. It's that, that listening that you don't always see. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. Yeah. With these new programs, are you seeing a change in the type of students that are interested in these pathways or they're interested in Whittier in general? And then are you reaching maybe communities, schools, regions that you hadn't before? Now, I know it's still too early with the POET program, but with the community college, are you seeing other regions sending interest now? You know, with, with our transfer population, historically speaking, it, it had always been local students from local community colleges transferring to Whittier. In the year since the California Community College Advantage program took off, we slowly have started to see um, a rise in applicants coming from you know, the Bay Area, which is about, you know, seven hours away from Southern California. We've also seen applications coming to us from community colleges down in San Diego. So we are starting to see numbers slowly but surely uh, rise from areas that were not traditionally visiting, areas that we had not in the in the history seen before. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that, again, the ones we're able to return to our traditional type of recruitment, that we can do a bit more outreach in these specific areas. But Thus far, it has seemed to have sort of uh, slowly but surely expanded you know, our, our range with areas that we had not seen before. That's great. If this really takes off and it's working fantastic, is this something that you think even can work outside of California? Or there, do things get too complicated at that point? 
I wouldn't shy away from from that area from you know expanding to maybe the Pacific Northwest or certain areas mm-hmm. in the Midwest areas where we are seeing activity for our our freshman class. Um, I think if we see activity for our freshman class, I think it could very easily also translate to our transfer population. And I think after a couple of years of, of us not so much mastering the the California Community College District, but you know kind of tweaking this particular plan, it may be worthwhile expanding elsewhere. Mm-hmm. How are you getting the word out to the community colleges about this program? Is it informational flyers through listservs? What's what's working? So it's been challenging <laughs> to say yeah. to say the <laughs> least, just because this particular program came up right around the um, I think it was like six months into the pandemic. So um, at that moment in time, you know, we did not have the uh, the opportunity to, to physically visit campus. So we yeah. were relying heavily on on webinars, we were relying heavily on, on virtual college fairs. We were relying on just you know emails that were going out to to our prospects. But then again, going back to what I was mentioning earlier, um, you know within that network of, of colleagues that we have, you know we also have colleagues at the community college colleges. So it, it also it was one of those things where we were relying on them as well. We are hoping that for this upcoming summer and into the fall of 2022, once we have sort of like a green light to return back to to their campuses and and do the traditional recruitment, that we will be able to have um, on-campus information sessions in order for students to learn more about these particular opportunities that we have here at Whittier. Fantastic. If I'm someone who, maybe I'm in my second year as a counselor and I say, I'm listening to this, I love these types of programs, you're in the leadership role. You know, if someone came to you and said, you know, I really like these things. I, I heard about it at Whittier or, or at this other college. What do they need to kind of come to you with to make these happen? What's going to support them? I think just the the willingness to to collaborate, the willingness to again to reinforce that college going culture. I think those ideas, those philosophies, will definitely provide the opportunity to you know to create these type of programs, to reinforce these type of programs, and again, more importantly, to better service students. This was fantastic. I'm excited about these programs. I hope other people are hearing this and, and getting excited as well. If someone does listen to all this and they want to follow up with you with some questions or, or just chat about how you got there and how it might work for them, are there ways they can get in touch with you and follow up? Absolutely. Absolutely. My my email address is efuentes, E-F-U-E-N-T-E-S at whittier.edu, an email, um, a telephone call here at the Office of Admissions at Whittier College, 562-907-4236. We will be more than happy to sit down and, again, brainstorm and see what type of programs may best work for them. Great. Well, I really appreciate your time. I I thank you for this. Yeah, this is a fantastic program, things I'm getting excited about. And I thank you so much for your time this morning, Erasmo. Absolutely. Thank you very much for the opportunity.